0: Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKEDON.
1: Yeah. I wanna ball like the wizards. Yeah, you know what I mean. When I'm blowing I'm on the net for the team. I was in high school with Now I'm almost looking clean. Teaching game like a day. Coach these girls who are I wonder about it like the whistles. Yeah, you know what I mean. When I'm blowing on the net. Girls who are for the team. I was in high school with trains. Now I'm almost looking clean. Teaching game like a day.
0: Coach these girls who are Hey guys, welcome to the Lockdown Wizards Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Troy Halliburton. And today, I'm going to talk about the Wizards' loss to the Indiana Pacers. Um, the Wizards uh, actually lost one twenty-one to one hundred six, and you know the, the game was never really that close uh, from from the from the opening tip all the way to the final buzzer. Um, the Indiana Pacers pretty much dominated the Washington Wizards. And, you know, I I don't think that the game really should have gone like that. You know, the the Wizards had ample opportunities to get themselves back in the game. They even had a stretch um, in the third quarter where uh, I believe it was about five minutes left in the third quarter where the Pacers got up to um, they got up 20 points. And then the Wizards uh, went on a little bit of a run and they were never really able to get the lead down uh, below single digits. Um, they, 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 they actually stopped the paces from scoring for about a six-minute stretch uh, from the end of the third quarter going all the way into the fourth quarter, and they just never were really able to make up the proper ground to have a, a, a real comeback on their hands. I think what we have to talk about when we talk about uh, the Wizards and Pacers game, we have to talk about the Wizards in the first half and their inability to protect the basketball. So the the Wizards actually had 10 turnovers as a team in the first half, and the, the worst thing about it was the fact that most of those turnovers were of the live ball variety. So you had Bradley Beal and Isaiah Thomas. You know the 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 two uh, starting guards for the Wizards, the primary ball handlers, and you know they they were just giving the ball up either on a live dribble, having the Pacers uh, steal the ball from them, or Thomas and Bill were both making very poor passes, really poor decisions on passes, and just just were just giving the ball away and allowing Indiana to to get a steal and and drive down, and those were leading to a lot of fast break layups on the Pacers' part. You know, the, the the Wizards, they they just don't really have the luxury of being able to turn the ball over at that rate with the talent level that this team has. You know, the, the, this is the type of team where, you know, they almost need to come out and play in, you know, the perfect conditions in order to put themselves in the position to win the basketball game. You know, I think that it really starts at the top, and it starts with uh, Bradley Bill, who, you know, if you didn't watch the game and you just looked at the box score, you know, you might say to yourself, man, that Bradley Bill, he, he looks to be, you know, right where he left off uh, with this all-star production. He had 30 points. And, you know, but, but if you look at the box score a little more closely, you'll see that, you know, he, he took 29 shots to get his 30 points. And, and really, that's because Brad has been struggling mightily from the three point line of uh, this season. Yesterday, he shot uh, an abysmal one for 12 from three point range. And it, it really, we really have to look at the fact that. You know, Brad has kind of struggled with his three-point shot over the last couple of seasons. You know, this is a guy who, you know, came into the NBA, and I think that he was really known as a sharpshooter. And, you know, I think that the comparison that everybody makes that they've been making is comparing him to Ray Allen. Uh, and, and Brad has even, you know, kind of leaned into that comparison, and Ray Allen himself has leaned into that comparison. And, and you know, he he made a trip to uh, was this practice uh, two weeks ago, where he talked to the team about you know uh, watching their, uh, their, their their nutrition and, and 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 taking care of their bodies in order to have long NBA careers. And on that visit, Ray Allen spent a lot of time talking with Bradley Beal about shooting the basketball so what I'm looking at right now Bill is we're looking at a guy who is a career 38% three-point shooter. But this year, he's only shooting 28%. And I know that it's a small sample size because he's only played uh, seven games so far. But, I mean, we're looking at Bill. His three-point attempts are up to 9.4 three-point attempts per game but well, he's only hitting 2.7 attempts per game at 28%. You know, and, and this is even down from a guy who shot 35% last season from three-point range. You know, th- th- this is a guy who Bradley Beal, I believe, is is really turning into more of a scorer than a shooter. And I, I don't think that, you know, that that's something that the Wizards – should want from him. I think that you know he he is a great score, but the Wizards also need him to be the sharp shooter for this team. And so when you look at yesterday's game, I mean Bill was coming out there and not really hitting the shots that you know a, a superstar player or superstar sharpshooter would be hitting in the game. You know, his one for 12 from three-point range Really hurt the Wizards the most because of the timing of a lot of those misses. You know, the the during that same stretch of play that I was talking about, where you know the 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 Pacers didn't score a, a point from uh, from 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 the four minute mark of the third quarter all the way to about the ten minute mark of the third quarter. You know, they were just sitting there stuck on ninety four points. And the Wizards, you know, they, they, they would score a couple of points. They would get the lead down to 20. And then the Wizards themselves, they would get four straight stops and then not score the basketball. You know, then, then they would get the lead down to 16 or 14. And this is when, you know, the point where Bill had ample opportunities to hit a couple of three-point shots and really get the team back in the game. So – you know, Bill. He he had a, a couple of open looks from corner threes, wide open corner threes. You know, he he would shoot a three, miss. Thomas Brown would get the rebound. They would kick it right back to Bill, and he'd miss again. And uh, and while I love Bradley Bill's game, and while I think that he has been much improved over the last two or three seasons, you know, especially the last two where he has actually been an NBA All-Star in the Eastern Conference. You know, I think that there is a separation between, you know, a player like Bradley Beal and a guy, a perennial All-NBA player and MVP candidate and James Harden. The difference between Beal and James Harden is that while Beal can have explosive outputs for games, it's not nearly as consistent as a guy like James Harden, who, you know, on an on a, on a almost consistently nightly basis is coming out and scoring 30-plus points. And, you know, in situations where, you know, his teammates don't have it, you know, James Harden is coming out and he, he's scoring 49 points, 50 points, doing, you know, against the Wizards, 60-plus points, doing whatever it is he has to do. To put the team on his back in order to, you know, put the team in a position to win. And just right now, Bradley Bill isn't putting the team on his back. He's playing well. He's having good games. But there's a difference between, you know, playing well and playing at an all-star level and putting the team on your back and playing at an all NBA level. And, you know, putting your team in a position where, you know, they have a chance to win. Versus a, a good Indiana team on the road. You know, the Wizards were never really going to have an opportunity to win this game. If Bradley Bill didn't play like an all NBA superstar type of player. And so Bill struggled mightily in this game. And, you know, uh, the, the the other his starting backcourt mate, Isaiah Thomas. He also struggled. So and we're, we're looking at. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, who shot three for 10 from the floor and also had three turnovers in the game. But, you know, when, when we're looking at Isaiah, we have to talk about uh, his lack of scoring since he's been inserted into the starting lineup. So he he played against the Pistons and he started and he only scored nine points. And against uh, Indiana last night, he only had 10 points. And so we're looking at a guy who is, you know, averaging nine and a half points a game as a starter, but he was averaging 16 points a game coming off the bench. You know, 16 points a game coming off the bench. That was really big for the Wizards. You know, that really allowed the Wizards to have that scoring punch that they really needed in order to compete you know, with the bench mob, the, the bench unit for the Wizards coming in and playing so well, Isaiah Thomas was a part of that. And now with his scoring being gone from the lineup, we're looking at, you know, guys like Ish Smith, who are, you know, he, he's a good point guard and running the team and getting others involved. But he's not a guy who's going to be able to come in and and score a good amount of points for the team and allow them to, to, to the bench unit to, to kind of stay in these games. You know, also I, I want to take a look at another, uh, starting lineup decision that Scott Brooks probably should look at. But, uh, first I want to tell you guys about my bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, If you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. Either way, if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. And if you join right now, mybookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDONNBA to activate the offer, that's promo code LockedOnNBA to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, so I, I was just sitting here talking about, you know, a, a real a starting lineup decision that uh, Scott Brooks probably needs to go ahead and make. Um, you know, I, I want to thank Isaac Bonga for his service so far as a wizard through the first seven games of the season. But in reality, it's time for him to probably go to the bench and, you know, Scott Brooks should start either CJ Miles or Troy Brown jr. Uh, at the small four position. Now, if it were me, I would probably start the veteran CJ miles first, uh, even though Troy Brown Jr. Uh, is probably a better basketball player right now, but it, it really it just it just makes more sense to have a guy like Troy Brown who brings a little bit of energy and is definitely more explosive as a basketball player at this point. It, it would just be better to have a guy like him coming off the bench right now. C.J. Miles is is a is a veteran player. And he really is a sharp shooter when it comes to uh, his three-point range. And so I think that a guy like that would fit perfectly next to uh, Brad and Rui in uh, and, and, and the, the, that two-man game that Brad and Thomas Bryant run. I, I just think that uh, C.J. Miles' shooting would be uh, perfect for the current Wizards starting five lineup and I think that Troy Brown Jr would just be more conducive to playing winning basketball coming off of the bench right now. So if I were Scott Brooks, I actually would start CJ Miles at small forward and then I would have Troy Brown Jr continuing to come in in his current role as, you know, the kind of uh, combo guard slash small forward slash spark plug off the bench and you know just allowing him to come in and really give the the the, the starters a little bit of rest he brings that jolt of energy on the defensive end and so yeah i i, I really think that i would start cj Mouse and either way if 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 Brooks doesn't want to start C.J. Miles and he wants to start Troy Brown Jr., I think that that would be a perfectly okay decision as well. And, you know, I, I, as long as Isaac Bonga, you know, doesn't really have the responsibility of being a 19-year-old kid and coming out and, and trying to guard, you know, the team's best wing defenders. I like Bunga and I like everything that he's done for the Wizards so far but he's not ready to be put in that position right now. And so you have to look at it from the Wizards' perspective is either they're going to be trying to win basketball games, and if that's the the edict, then they need to play their best lineups. And that includes playing Troy Brown Jr. and C.J. Miles the majority of the 48 minutes at the small four position. Isaac Bonger, Isak Bunga, excuse me. We, we, we learned this week that the correct pronunciation, uh, the, his mother pronounces his name as Isak, so his that that that's his name. His mama called him Isak, so his name is Isak. But Isak Bunga, he really, you know, he's played well as a guy who is a 19 year old rookie playing for the first time in the NBA. But in all actuality. You know, the Wizards, if they want to compete, they need to be playing Troy Brown Jr. and CJ Miles at that small four position. You know, Bonga can he can sit on the on the sidelines and learn. And in the case of an emergency, you know, uh when Troy Brown Jr. and CJ Miles, who both miss all of training camp, you know, in the case of an emergency, Bonga has certainly proven that he can play and even start in certain situations. But I think we have to look at what Scott Brooks is, you know, incapable of doing as a head coach. And, and, and that's been flexible with his rotations and his lineup decisions. You now, Scott Brooks, he, he gets into these modes where, you know, he, he, he sees something that he likes and, you know, then he kind of just rolls with it just because i mean he doesn't really know any better he doesn't have any feel as a head coach and so a lot of times what happens is you know players will you know play well for 10 minute stretches and instead of you know Scott Brooks going back to his normal rotation and you know getting allowing the players to get into a rhythm with you know how they're going to uh, be rotated into the lineups Scott Brooks will just will just if a player gets hot he'll just let him just stay out there you know, even if not even if a player gets hot, if the if the team is, you know, playing, you know, a certain way for for uh, 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 an extended stretch, you know, Scott Brooks would just, just let that lineup just roll out there for a little bit and really not change anything at all. And, you know, what happens is, is that he just he just forgets about certain players who need to be on the court. You know, there was a stretch in yesterday's game in the fourth quarter where, you know, Troy Brown had played only 12 minutes throughout the game. I mean, it was like four minutes left in the ball game, And, you know, I, I, I remember me tweeting this out that, you know, Troy Brown has only played 12 minutes. And, you know, that that's really unacceptable when you think about the fact that Troy Brown really is coming off of uh, the best game of his basketball career. Uh, last game against the Detroit Pistons in the win. Troy Brown Jr. finished with 14 points and 10 rebounds, literally his first double-double as an NBA player. And, you know, this is a guy who played, you know, uh, around 700 minutes last season. He was playing behind guys like Ron Baker and Sam Decker, who are not even in the NBA at this point. Those guys are playing in Russia right now. And Troy Brown Jr. had to sit on the bench last year as a rookie and, and watch those guys play in front of him. And now this year, it's kind of the exact opposite, where Troy Brown is the veteran player. He's got to sit on the bench and watch, you know, uh, Isak Bunga start over him and and, and play uh, minutes in the second half, and, and Troy Brown Jr. not getting any second-half minutes. He's watching, you know, C.J. Miles play the majority of the minutes in the second half. And, and that's honestly, I mean, that, that's just bad coaching on Scott Brooks' part. You know, we, got, we have to call it what it is. And I, I like Scott Brooks very much as a person. But, I mean, we're, we're, if we're being honest here, he, he hasn't been a good coach in his tenure as a wizard. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that he makes a lot of poor lineup decisions on a consistent basis. You know, Brooks is not very good at having a feel for the game. and knowing when to put in his veteran players, you know? And so when you look at a guy like Rui, who, you know, while he didn't score the basketball, he only played 21 minutes yesterday. And, you know, I, I, I you know, had, had commented uh, last week that, you know, now that CJ Miles is back, it's good that the Wizards have a decent 10-man rotation. But just because they have – A 10-man rotation doesn't mean that the minutes are supposed to be evenly distributed amongst all 10 of the players. You know, there is there needs to be some type of pecking order here, and that includes making sure that a guy, a young developing player like Troy Brown Jr., who has really shown nothing but positive signs as a basketball player since he's been in the NBA, that, you know, he needs to get consistent minutes. You can't have games where you're going into the late fourth quarter and he's only logged 12 minutes as a player. I mean, that simply cannot happen. I'm, I'm looking at Scott Brooks, and a lot of that is his fault. And he has the better job of having a better feel and knowing when to put back in his players. The Wizards, they're, they're, they're going to be coming back on Friday, and they're, they're going to be... Uh, playing the Cleveland Cavaliers. And so that that's a game that, you know, the Wizards pretty much have to have at this point of the season with a 2-5 and five record, playing literally one of the worst teams in home. You know, uh, the, the biggest thing about uh, the, the, the game from a fan's perspective is that that's uh, the Wizards' concert series night, and that's go-go night. And so you're going to have the backyard band performing after the game, and uh, uh, along with E.U., uh, who's most famous for uh, the song The uh, Butt. So we're going to be doing The Butt after uh, the, the, the the Wizards hopefully get a win Friday night against the Cleveland Cavaliers. But uh, I'm going to do another uh, Locked On Wizards podcast tomorrow. I'm going to uh, do a, a preview of the Capitol sound I have on uh, my guy Deco Schmidt from... Uh, uh, ridiculous upside the uh SB nation uh blog and we're gonna sit here and we're gonna talk about the capital city gogo who also opened their season uh, but uh I'm gonna do a podcast tomorrow previewing that but I, I I will also see you guys uh Friday after the Cleveland Cavaliers uh come to DC and take on the wizards thank you guys for listening to the lockdown wizards podcast and 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 hopefully uh, we'll have more positive news to talk about on a later date.
1: I wanna baller like the wizards. Yeah, you know what I mean. When I'm blue, I'm on the net. Girls showin' shots for the team. I was in high school with dreams. Now I'm almost looking clean. Teaching game like a dean Coach all these girls to a ring. I wanna baller like the wizards. Yeah, you know what I mean. When I'm blue, I'm on the net. Girls you in shot for the team. I was in high school with dreams. Now I'm almost looking clean. Teaching game like a dean. Coach all these girls to a ring. I've been plotting since I was a fetus Young PG legend like Gilbert Arenas Now I'm chilling back, giving advice I buy my girl shit that don't matter the price They see that I'm taking, they try getting pants Labor money, I just tell in advance I ain't cheating, I'm just trying to dance She just trying to have me up in the trance I'm in a strip like fuck it. They just trying to make some bucks when I slap down my ones, But it bounced like a ball when I struck it So if you ever see a real nigga like me Just let them live and just be how it be Go to the club with them two and you'll see that With a J, we'll be on the same team I yeah. want a ball, I like the Wizards Yeah, you know what I mean When I'm blowing on the net Girls shooting shots for the team I was in high school dreams Though I'm almost looking clean Teaching game like a dean Coach all these girls to a ring I want a ball, I like the Wizards Yeah, you know what I mean when I'm blue, I'm on the net. Girl, she was shot for the team. I was in high school with dreams. Now I'm almost looking clean. Teaching game like a dean. Coach all these girls to a ring. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast
0: ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.